What's going on, guys? Black Sheep Academy podcast episode one. I'm not really sure. I I don't really have any strict structure for this podcast. I want it to be pretty laid back and valuable. I want to document my journey, um, the lessons and concepts that I learn along the way in my journey, and also share with you guys some lessons and concepts that I've already learned with my kind of crazy life experience and my business experience over the past few years. But I'm just going to start creating some of this content and see where it goes. And hopefully some of it's valuable and hopefully you enjoy. Uh, right now I got the air condition running in the background. Hopefully it's not obnoxious, but it's pretty hot here. So I'm going to chill with the air condition. Um, but for this, let me just tell my story about how I've suffered from my disease my entire life and how doctors were not helping me. Um, and it's going to be inspirational because you'll be able to hear all the trials and tribulations that I went through and came out on top. So with that perspective, you could kind of see whatever struggles you might be going through. You know, there's still light at the end of the tunnel because if I'm still around, if I'm still alive after the crazy shit that I've been through, then well, anybody can overcome their problems. So, I suffered from a lifelong disease. I still have the disease. Um, I was born with it. And doctors, my entire life, were not uh, giving me the proper treatment that I need. There's not really any education with most doctors on how to treat a lot of ailments and diseases from the root cause. A lot of doctors are just trained on how to treat them. So, uh, you know, they prescribe medicine to cover up the symptoms, but don't necessarily tr uh, treat it from the root cause and actually solve the problem. So for my entire life, I was in crippling pain and had crippling anxiety and depression, you know, to the point where uh, I would... I would self-medicate with illicit substances because not because I was trying to escape reality, but because I could, I could kind of offset the brain fog and this constant cl black cloud that was over me just enough to be able to get through life. And I managed to, uh, get through life enough and with my day job I was always making a lot more money than anybody my age but I was miserable I was in pain I was suicidal I attempted suicide on several occasions I didn't have any support for my family because um, I turned 18 and they're like bye bye we finally get to get rid of you because with my disease I was difficult to be around a lot of people thought because I had the symptoms of being bipolar or manic depressive or something like that. But as it turns out, it was just because of my disease. I didn't have any of those psychological problems, but I had the symptoms of it. 
So I was difficult to be around. So as soon as I turned 18 and my family was no longer legally responsible for me, uh, they kicked me out. They could not wait to get rid of me. And I've never really heard much from them since. I mean, over the years, I'm, I'm almost 30. Over the years, I've heard from them. But ultimately, long story short, is I, I worked a bunch, uh, working regular jobs. I made good money. And uh, eventually, over the years, I became a wind turbine technician. I did that for a year and a half. And before that, I was working in retail. But I became a wind turbine technician, and I did that for about a year and a half, traveling around the United States. Um, with my disease and the pain that I was constantly in and the depression and the anxiety, being a wind turbine technician was uh, more difficult than it needed to be. That job is very difficult and very demanding in the first place. Uh, you know, negative 30 degree weather, very high winds, 300 feet up in the ground, up from the ground, you know, you're climbing 300 feet up on a ladder, a lot of cases, and it's very, uh, several uh, dozens of hours per day, you know, you're working, uh, you know, 16 hours usually, I don't know if that, that's not really several dozen, but you're working 16 hour days, sometimes longer, and with a, with a crippling hormone disease like I had, I had the testosterone levels of a 90-year-old man. So imagine being in your 20s and fe feeling as frail as a 90-year-old and just having this constant brain fog and this constant anxiety and depression. Um, in earlier years of my life, I attempted suicide and it was just a nightmare. Uh, that I really never thought was going to end. Doctors would give me medication, but it never was fixing the root cause. So I was working as a wind turbine technician, and I was I was so miserable working uh, in negative thirty degree weather. My joints hurt. I was depressed, anxious. But my friend at one point was promoted to one of the corporate managers, so I was able to ask him. Because this company was coming crashing down. It was a terrible company. Uh, they paid well. I got paid uh, quite a bit of money while working with them. But the company itself was just... It was a terrible company. It came crashing down about a year after I started with them. Uh, so everybody was getting laid off. I was able to miss a lot of the layoffs because I had connections with the management. I was able to stay hired. But at one point, it just got too much. And I asked them... Uh, if I could be laid off intentionally so that I could go figure something else out. So I was able to get laid off and I had no idea what I was going to do, but I knew I was miserable and I, you know, it was going on like 25 years of just straight misery. So I was ready for something else. I didn't know what I was going to do. I was lost, but I got laid off. I was at my parents' house and the depression and anxiety uh, was so bad I didn't know what to do and uh, I would literally just be curled up in my old bedroom there and just cry every day and constantly my family's uh, pressuring me to get out of there because uh, um, what they would say is I'm messing up their routine so I had that pressure I didn't know what I was going to do I had this disease that was going on it was just complete chaos in my mind 
my body felt like it was being ripped apart from the inside out. And I, just, I frankly, I just, I didn't know what I was going to do. So, but my friend ended up saying, I was talking to my friend about it because we're coming up on Christmas and my family was kicking me out and my, I was talking to my friend about it. Like, dude, I don't know what the hell I'm going to do. Like, I don't have anywhere to live. And, you know, he offered me to be able to sleep on his couch but we got to talking and he was like, dude, you have a bunch of money saved up from your last job. And he said he, he's he got some money too. And he was like, dude, I want to quit my job. Why don't we travel Southeast Asia? And I was like, hell yeah. As soon as he mentioned that, I was like, dude, that's a great idea. I probably wouldn't have done it by myself at the time. But since he offered and he wanted to go with me, I said, hell yeah. Uh, and then we booked we booked a flight right away. And since my parents were kicking me out, uh, the time of the year was kind of bad. It was like right at Christmas, so like we had to book a flight at Christmas. So I think we play, paid a thousand dollars for a one way trip to Thailand, which was kind of expensive. The flights aren't usually that expensive at all, but we went ahead and did it because I figured if I'm gonna be homeless. I might as well be homeless in a tropical environment. I could be homeless living on the beaches of Thailand. I could figure out something. Once my money ran out, I'd be able to figure out something. I had no idea what I was going to do, but I just if I was going to be homeless, I might as well be homeless on a tropical island instead of uh, just in, in the winters of the Pacific Northwest. So we went to Southeast Asia and we traveled around a bit and I ended up meeting this girl in Thailand and ended up dating her. My friend went off and continued to travel and I went off and traveled with this girl and eventually what happened was I met this girl's cousin who was a bodybuilder and it turns out that, well, in his country, they prescribe the medication for my disease differently than they do in America. So, I I knew he was taking steroids. So, I asked him, hey, man, where do you get the testosterone? Like, I'm supposed to be taking testosterone. Um, you know, uh, where do you get it here in Thailand? Because to treat my disease I need to inject testosterone and at that point like I hadn't been injecting testosterone at all like I had no information about my disease I thought that it was okay that I just stopped taking the medication I was like I probably don't need it anymore but then I never understood why I felt like shit nobody ever no doctors ever told me my family didn't do any research uh, I was just on my own with this mystery disease well, he ends up telling me, he's this big Swedish guy, and his broken English accent, he was telling me that I should be injecting testosterone weekly. I was like, dude, no, no way. The doctors in America were just giving it to me once per week, or once per month. I was like, this guy is, is crazy. You know, he's just some crazy steroid user, thinking I need to be injecting once per week. But then 
he got to talking with me. And I began thinking, I was like, all right, well, he's taken an insane amount of steroids. Why don't I just give this idea a try? I'll, I'll try I'll try just once per week. Worst case scenario, I stop. I'm not going to die from or have some kind of heart issue from injecting once per week. There's people taking steroids that are taking way more, way, way more than just what I was going to inject once per week. So I was like, all right, well, I don't really have anything to lose. Let's give it a try. And he gave me this kind of testosterone called cestinin, which has several different kinds of testosterone in it. And they all release into the body at different times. Usually what you take is a testosterone that has one kind of testosterone, ester, in it. And it releases into the body and it stays in the body for, you know, a week and then it exits the body. Well, this ester, um, it would, it would enter the body a lot quicker, essentially. So I injected it and within three days, my entire world opened up. I felt like I was born for the first time in my life. And I was like, dude. Holy shit, I feel normal for the first time in my life. And it was like, the best way I could describe it is, it's like a blind person seeing color for the first time. That's what I felt like. Imagine never seeing anything your entire life, and then you get some kind of surgery, or you put some kind of glasses on, and then you can see color for the first time. How beautiful and how mind-blowing it would be. For me, it was like chemically, I felt normal for the first time. I went I went two and a half decades with never feeling normal my entire life. So, that constant pain and anxiety and depression, that was my normal. That was my baseline. That is what my reality was. So when I had a new baseline of what my hormones are at at a normal level it was incredible it was the best thing that had ever happened to me i felt this fog lift from my brain my energy was normal i didn't feel depressed my body didn't hurt and that was just after a few days and i knew right then that uh, I was on to something. Like, I knew right then that my life had just changed. I needed to do everything I possibly could to maintain this. And I needed to do all the research I possibly could to make sure that I maintain it and do it safely. So that's what I did. I began doing research and joining communities and forums online and reading all these scientific papers and... Thankfully, in Southeast Asia, it's easy to get this medication uh, basically just over the counter. Um, so I was able to buy it and I was able to treat myself safely with my own research. So a year went by where I'm treating myself, I'm doing all this research, and my main goal is just to do everything I can to make sure that I get my health in line. So I'm doing that 
but simultaneously, my money is dwindling down. I had a decent amount of savings when I went to Southeast Asia in the first place, but after about a year, it started to dwindle down. So during my entire traveling all around Southeast Asia and during the time that I was treating my disease, I was thinking, I, need, I love Southeast Asia. There's no way I'm going back to the United States. But if I get a job in Southeast Asia, it doesn't pay anything. It's like a dollar an hour if I'm lucky in Southeast Asia getting a job here. That is not going to be enough. And I wanted to earn. I wanted my cake and I wanted to eat it too. That's exactly what I wanted. And I had no idea how I was going to get it. But I wanted my cake and I wanted wanted to eat it too. And that means I wanted to stay in Southeast Asia in a country and a culture that I love. But earn an American standard of salary. I wanted to have my cake and eat it too. How the hell am I going to do that? I had no idea. But for over a year, I literally thought every single day several times I need to figure out how I'm going to stay in Southeast Asia and earn an American standard of salary. So while I was focusing on that and just thinking about it and I was searching around trying to figure out ways that I could do it, I went into looking at some freelance stuff. Um, I was trying to learn some skills so that I could like... um, get clients and work for them and just none of them really stuck. Uh, none of them were really consistent. I thought about teaching English. Um, that never really stuck. I began studying computer science a little bit. But I, um, I got through a little bit of it, but it just didn't spark my interest. I couldn't stick with it. And to really learn anything, you have to have like a deep interest in it. And if you're just uninterested in something, it's next to impossible to force yourself through it and learn it. But I kept thinking every single day, I need to focus on my health. I need to do... Because the thing with my health was, this was a trial and error process. It wasn't, oh, I found I found the medication. I'm going to just inject the medication and everything's cured. To find the correct protocol for my disease it's a lot of trial and error a lot of blood work so I could test my levels on everything and it took over a year so while I'm working on getting my health dialed in I'm also researching how the hell I can make some money and stay in Southeast Asia well as my money is beginning to dwindle down I'm getting real close being just about out things are getting real scary people were breaking into my house or my apartment where I lived in Thailand and everything was beginning to come crashing down but I was dead set on not leaving Southeast Asia it helped that basically nobody in the States would have taken me in to help me anyway that helped And as hurtful as it is to not really have anybody willing to help you, uh, it's ultimately uh, beneficial 
because it forces you to figure something out. Now, the way I would do it differently is if I had family members that needed help, I would not coddle them, but I would give them the tools to go off and figure their shit out themselves. I wouldn't just say, oh, bye-bye, sorry, you're an adult. But I suppose I'd rather take that than taking coddling. And because if, if I was coddled and I had people in the States, they're like, oh, come here, we'll, we'll help you, uh, you know. Um, you don't have to work, you don't have to blah, 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 just come relax or some shit like that. I would have never figured out the path that I'm on now. So, at the end of the day, I'm grateful for how everything worked out. But, I was working on curing my disease. Where was I? I was working on curing my disease. I needed to get my health in line. And my money was beginning to dwindle down. And I ended up coming to Philippines because my dad lived here. And he said I could come by and uh, stay as long as I wanted. So I was like, okay, well, I'll go there and I'll figure everything out that I'm going to do next. So I went to my dad's and I kept doing trial and error. My main priority was trial and error with my health. I need to get my health in line because if I don't have my health in line, I'm not going to be able to do anything else at all. So simultaneously while I was working on getting my health in line I was I was researching trying to figure out a way to make some money I was obsessed with this idea of staying in Southeast Asia but not but still making a American standard of salary and eventually I noticed a gap in the market online I noticed where I could begin drop shipping so I began drop shipping before I even knew what Shopify drop shipping was. And I was able to make some money and get my head out from underwater. Well, I at one point I was I was building a website with I think uh Squarespace at the time. And somebody suggested to me after I already had my website made on Squarespace that I give Shopify a try if I'm selling products because of how the website is formatted it makes it real easy for e-commerce products and I almost just ignored them because I was like well my website's already built I don't want to mess with anything else I already, I've already got a website built on Squarespace but I decided to entertain the idea and I ended up doing some research on Shopify I ended up coming across a tutorial on Shopify on YouTube and that's when my mind was kinda blown because I was like holy shit this might actually be what I can do to make money online or make money in general and still reside in Southeast Asia. I, sh I should be able to make a American standard of salary and still reside in Southeast Asia. I think this is it. 
So that was like mind blowing number two. Like I cured my disease and then I discovered this world of like online e commerce. And then I began like being shown videos on YouTube, like in the suggested videos for Amazon FBA and stuff like that. And my mind was blown. I was like, holy shit, this is it. I finally found what I need to be doing so that I can earn an American standard of salary and still reside in Southeast Asia. And my, my disease is almost cured. My protocol is almost dialed in. So I was super excited. For the first time in my life, I felt normal. You know, I've, I've almost reached my goal of being able to live in Southeast Asia and still earn an American standard of salary. And I was super stoked. So uh, one thing leads to another. I end up I end up curing my disease. I end up starting Shopify. I'm drop shipping to the United States. I'm able to get my head out from underwater. And I'm doing pretty well. And um, after a couple years, I end up losing my e-commerce entirely. And over that couple years of being on Shopify and in this entrepreneurship space and kind of learning what is all around and what's all available with making money online and this whole space of entrepreneurship online, my mind was blown. I was doing Shopify for a long time, but I was always interested in ClickBank affiliate marketing. That's what I really wanted to do because there's it just makes more sense. You're not fulfilling any orders. You don't have customer service. You literally just run the advertisements or run the marketing campaigns anywhere and you just collect your check. It just makes more sense. So I ended up losing my e-commerce business. It was shut down. And yeah, it was kind of it's kind of expected. Um, I saw it coming for quite a long time. So I kind of I began to pivot. I began trying to figure something else out because I wanted to get into more digital marketing. That's what I always wanted to do. I wanted to be a digital marketer more than anything. So I began pivoting a while back. So when the e-commerce came crashing down, I kind of had something to pivot to. So that leads up to now. I cut out a bunch of stuff so this doesn't take all day. But that leads up to now. My e-commerce came crashing down. And I'm now a digital marketer, affiliate marketer, earning money on ClickBank and other platforms, promoting other people's products. We earn upwards of $1,000 per day revenue. And there's a lot of people that are doing a lot better than me that are earning a lot more. And I want to help others achieve the same. And... I'm working towards complete freedom so this business is more stable and consistent. And then I want to help others achieve the same. And along the way, I want to share with you guys all the mindset, 
and skills that I learned and that I've already learned with my experiences. And I figure I could do that through this podcast. I have um, I don't know. We'll just see how it goes. And uh, I guess that's it for now. This has already been going like 28 minutes. If you've made it this far, I appreciate it. Um, I think the next podcast will be a little more structured. Um, with, Or it might not be. I don't know. I might have uh, you know, topics that I want to address and just kind of talk about that. I honestly don't like just talking into a microphone. I like having conversations with people. There's so many marketers out there that just like to ramble. It's like, fuck, man. You just ramble on and on. There's talking heads that are trying to pitch things. But anyway, thank you for listening. Um, That's my story. Until next time, peace.